All right. Um, welcome, everybody. So if you don't know me, I am Professor Dave Massack. I'm Associate Professor of Innovation, Strategy, and Entrepreneurship. And I created this whole reciprocity project to give back as much as I possibly can. There's so many people to help me out that I want to pay the favor for to help you out. So I got a few moments. Um, I am driving right now. And I'm just driving home. I've got a puppy at home. I got to let her out. But um, I wanted to talk about online uh, content creation and um, influence and um, specifically social influence. So, you know, what do I mean by influence? What, do, what am I talking here? Um, influence is really referring to um, being able to get somebody else to do or perform a particular task that they wouldn't normally do um, without that particular power relationship. That's how we define power um, is with dyadic relationships between, um, you know, one, one to many or one to one in terms of people. And, and really when we're talking about social influence, um, you might've heard of that term, it's really referring to um, online social influence, but you know, it's a broader set of phenomenon that is well understood uh, across many different contexts, but the online context is one specific kind of influence. Now, content creation, on the other hand, is really thinking about um, you as an individual um, not really focusing on specific influence altogether and you just telling your story, whether it's an individual or a business or uh, whatever particular entity, you're just telling your particular story. And we're talking about content. It could be any number of things from, you know, video to, you know, podcasts to, um, you know, text and blogs and all those kind of things. And it's really just thinking about, you know, telling your specific story or thinking of, um, you know, content that that resonates with a particular audience. This has been going on for, you know, millennial um, and longer in terms of content creation, where we used to, you know, draw pictures on, on you know, walls and caves and things like that. That's really all we're talking about is just providing content that might may or may not be useful to other people. Um you know, you would hope that it would be useful to other people. So that is like the, the ideal, but it doesn't have to be in any sort of way. So, you know, in terms of um, social influence, what does this mean? How can we sort of increase social influence that you might have? It's really thinking about, you know, social influence would be really thinking about how can you actually resonate with the other people? And, um, you know, really craft a story and thinking about who are these other people on the other hand, on the other side. It's really difficult to do any sort of social influence, um, particularly if you're standoffish, right? Like if you're at, um, if you are doing anything where you don't have direct line of communication. So the more, the best kind of influence that you're going to get the strongest influence that you can possibly have is a, a direct, strong tie with somebody. It's called the tie, where there's 
a lot of information, a lot of affect that's being transferred. Um, you know, a lot of maybe it's other kinds of resources that are being transferred between individuals. But, you know, in the online arena, that doesn't necessarily happen, right? It's, it's hard to um, do that in the online realm because ultimately you don't really know anybody. And what you're trying to do is, is thinking about, like, how do you connect with somebody? How do you have to tell that story of being, you know, part of somebody's life? And, you know, here's the real thing is I think people kind of get mixed up at this moment. There's a real, it's almost has changed culture. Um, and maybe I'm just picking up on it because I'm sort of getting into the realm of social influence and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of exploring those things. But, um, for the most part, I think a lot of people are becoming more marketers and really focusing on, you know, marketing and selling more sales. So like up with a direct sale and, and um, it's a sort of push towards this and less towards social influence. So social influence would be, in, in, you know, the ideal sort of social influence that you might have is that um, people would be wanting to do something um, simply because you sort of made a suggestion that they would do it. And it doesn't necessarily benefit you. I think that's where the social influence has sort of taken a, a left turn in the last few years, where it's a lot of self-seeking behavior. And people are really thinking about, like, how can I do this to get ahead? And really, it ultimately should be of thinking of, hey, why not create a particular community? And then we all benefit from this, um, this particular activity. And it's a real different sort of mindset in terms of, you know, one of them being actively selling and very aggressively selling and you can sort of see through that it's it's very obvious to see the sort of selling behavior and then on the other side um it's it's a lot more that you're just helping not really a conditional it's like um i don't know if any of you have heard of conditional love right like if you're in a family um hopefully there's unconditional love where you just because they belong in your family. Now, love is that you help somebody out in response to actually getting some benefit out of that particular thing, right? And they're different in terms of the motivation behind them. And if you look at sort of family ties, I don't know this literature that much in terms of, you know, family, I've, I've read a little bit, but not, not, not nearly enough. I wouldn't be I'm kind of sort of speaking out to my area, but, um, if you're looking at it, um, in my view, it unconditional love in a family is actually going to be really strong, right? Like I'm repeatedly interacting and you're repeatedly helping somebody else out, regardless of your benefit. Um, this creates a very, very tight, strong culture. And you know when you've actually been loved. The problem is to build that, to build that trust and, um, you know, to, to, to build that community, it takes an awful lot of work and an awful lot of time to build that sort of community, that opportunity, right? So challenge 
with it with conditional love in this particular circumstance, right? So we're making an analogy for those of you who are joining between, you know, building community online and, you know, a family. Um, conditional love, many of you probably have seen it, um, experienced it. It's, I help you as long as you help me back. And it creates very shallow bonds that are within that particular family, within that community. And everybody is kind of like, oh man, I'm going to like um, one-up you, or I'm only going to do this if somebody else helps me out. But, you know, that's the, the key thing. That's going to be the real big difference that you're going to see between like creators that care about their community and deeply care. There's a difference, right? It's like unconditional versus conditional and the sort of social influence that's happening today. You know, social influence, again, is really talking about, you know, um, getting other people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. And if you look at the online social um, influence or culture that's going on right now, it is just plain out, out sales for the most part, where people are just, you know, in it to make a quick buck. Um, and you can really see that in terms of what's going on. So the people that tend to build communities online that are really strong um, and, you know, that really have um, long, long-lasting bonds, as you can see that there's a lot less of that exploitive behavior or that sort of conditional behavior. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist because people understand that you know, we all understand that everybody needs to make a living with whatever thing, the ventures that you're pursuing, but the bonds are a lot stronger and it becomes a much stronger organization by um, having this more unconditional kind of actions that happen. Um, but the problem is, and this is the tricky thing, and I think this is why um, we're seeing a lot of, you know, this sort of um, short run stuff and sort of conditional salesy kind of stuff is because it takes an, a long time to build that community. Um, it's easier to create some sort of link and do some sort of link and, and send it to a bunch of people in a very blankety email than building that community over, you know, five, 10, 15 years where people recognize what you're trying to do and that you're not trying to like scam people out. Um, and it's not, it's not only difficult, but it's expensive to really, like, expensive with your time and effort and money to really, like, dedicate yourself to um, building some sort of online community. And that's the challenge that people sort of face, um, that there is this trade-off that happens. And I think the ones that sort of have this long-standing, if you look at... Um, most of the, the sort of creators that have a long community um, that's been around for a long time and they're, they're pretty robust is because they're really focusing on just helping other people out for the sake of helping them out. Every once in a while, they have an undertone of trying to sell things, but it's generally not that way. If you sort of look at, you know, key people that are doing this, they really focus on that community and really get into it. Um, now, I'm not saying that this is not like industry specific in any sort of way. Some industries are a lot more kind of like icky. Um, 
and you see this, right? Like self-help can be icky. There's some people that are, that are very icky and I'm like, ah, um, that, that are doing that kind of stuff, right. That are really into it. Um, or, you know, anything to do with business. This is why I'm really actively trying to not go into those realms where it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to do, right? Like there's a lot of people that talk about business that is really not great, um, in terms of the communities that they're building and they're really exploitive. Um, and, but, but in general, you know, this is why I'm saying it's industry specific is that, you know, business, you know, business as an industry is generally very exploitive to begin with. And frankly, it just does not work with me. Um, I don't like that in any sort of way, because I just don't think that's how you build long-standing relationships. Um, and in my experience, you just simply have to keep working at these things. So if anybody is building a community, um, feel free to like jump in, by the way. I, I got a minute as I'm, I'm driving home to let out my puppy. Um, but yeah, if anybody's building community, just really start focusing on you know, how can I do this for a long time and make it sustainable for a long time um, so that I can build a long-standing community and really think about, like, you know, not, it's a real difference. It's not what's in it for me. It's what's in it for everybody else. And repeatedly doing that in the trouble is, so I've been doing this for five years now, um, and it is really hard to do it when you are thinking of, hey, wait a minute, I really want to get some value out of this. I want to extract value. But you have to sort of and really focus on building um, as much community as you can repeatedly, because ultimately what you're looking for is that longer time horizon that um, I'm trying to help out people that maybe in, in 30 years, they might sort of recognize this. And that's, that's really what you're sort of thinking about, right? Like, the longer that you can stretch this out and put it out, that's actually how you build something that's sustainable that people are going to recognize and they're not going to be like icky doubts, right? If you, um, ultimately, I want to be able to like find people and have like a community where I can just like walk down the street and somebody's going to say, hey, how are you doing? And that's it, right? And that's kind of what you want when you're doing this. It's like, um, not necessarily like, you're selling people or that there is aspects of it that, that, you know, there's fandom and all of, all of that kind of stuff. That's, that's not what you're focusing on when you're focusing on making some friends. Um, and there's like some cool people out there. And so it's a different, and, and so this is the, the, this is the real hard part. When, when you start looking at people that are doing the online um, social influence is that, most of those people, I would say 10, nine out of 10 are very much on the sales and just doing direct sales to you. And then once you watch a couple of things, you're like, I don't know. I get a yucky feeling. This. And, and there's not like this relationship that you build, but every once in a while you do stumble across somebody that actually has a real relationship. And you're like, I wouldn't mind hanging out with that guy, right? Or that girl. Um, you know, Mr. Beast, for example. And the only reason I know of some of these, you know, some of these folks is just because that's what my kids are interested in. And, you know, I bumped, um, I bumped 
bump into them sort of in the online arena that way. Um, but, you know, Mr. Beast, uh, he seems, I think, somebody that some, you know, an, an, a nice kid that I would like to meet um, and be like, hey, that's pretty cool. And, and you know, just somebody that would you'd want to hang out with, right? As somebody, and that's kind of what you're looking for in terms of doing this. Now, the thing is, you know, people sort of get tripped out. Well, how do you monetize this, right? You're always thinking about, or like people that are doing this, it's like, oh, how do you monetize community and, and, and all those kind of things? Um, there's a lot of ways that you can monetize community. And um, it's really thinking about, you know, how do you help out other people? How do you make them feel comfortable with what you're doing? Um, what is it that you're trying to serve them in various different ways? So, you know, it's not just about t-shirts, um, right? Like that's one people, one way people think about it, but you know, it could be, um, creating a nice little, you know, online chat room, for example, eventually where you're like, just can't hanging out, um, and, and talking to people. It could be, um, you know, just, just, uh, I don't know, any number of sort of creative ways. Maybe you create some sort of really simple product that helps people out. Um, maybe there's a simple pro um, service that you want to help out. But it's ultimately thinking of, you know, who is this community? Who's there? How can you help them the most? And repeatedly doing that over and over and over again. And so the way I like to do this, the way that I'm, I'm sort of thinking of this you know, with building the reciprocity project is, um, it, it is, is I want to actually build the platform, but, um, to build the platform, I need people to pay for it. Right. So, um, to actually use it so that I can sort of not use my own money, which I've been doing for so long now and it's expensive, but however, I just want to be able to like, you know, um, um, you know, basically pay for the costs of it. And then whatever, if eventually there's, there's extra at some point in 10 years, 20 years, then that's all just icing on the cake. And then I want to help out other more people. That's ultimately at the end of the, the, at the end of the day with any of this, with building, you know, the whole reciprocity community, for example, it's just, Hey, I want to help people out. Um, if, there's tools that or if there's some way of being like a central actor to help out people um, and use that sort of central actor where people sort of believe in this particular thing um, and to be willing to pay for it, then that would be really cool because then we can sort of coordinate and get these things done. Um, and so you can see the social influence, the influence part of it is really different, right? So we can think there's all kinds of different ways to influence and there's all different kinds of like power um, issues. But in the online arena, it's a real, it's a lot more softer uh, in terms of what you're doing. And it's not necessarily like this coercive power that you might have, but it, it's more of like a charismatic power where, um, you know, people just kind of resonate with what you're doing. And, you know, that's what we're talking about with charisma. Is it doesn't mean that you're like this kind of, you know, slimy kind of person, but just, hey, people understand what you're about and they kind of get what you're about. And so all of this comes together is what I'm getting at. And um, ultimately what you're trying to do is just be a nice person. I mean, there's no better way to explain this than just repeatedly 
for as long as you possibly can be a nice person over and over and over and over and over again. And you're using the online networks, you're using, um, you know, the, the various different, you know, online social networks and um, different machines to help leverage the fact that you're nice, right? Any people are really smart. Like people understand when they're getting sold. People understand when you're like a little dicey. Um, people understand when there's like, I don't feel right with that. Um, now some people, there's enough people in this world that are kind of snake oil salespeople um, that, you know, they do make money off of that, right? Like the whole Nigerian print scheme. The reason why you get those emails is because one out of 10,000 actually clicks on them and pays for these damn um, Nigerian princes. Um, so you have to realize that even though there's all these really hardcore, slimy, sleazy people selling you on different things, that's not the game that you should be playing. Um, they're not going to build something that is going to be long standing and people are going to sort of understand what it's about. Um, so I just want you to be well aware that when you're doing this, it's really about being just as nice as you possibly can, as long as you possibly can. Now, here's the thing that happens, right? Is that you, you kind of change, right? So it's weird in the sense, so I've been doing this for five years now. So it's weird in the sense that, um, I would have been probably a not as good of a person as I am right now, because now I'm a little bit more aware that I have to keep repeatedly doing, you know, being just nice uh, because I'm, I'm open with this. And so it puts a little bit of more social pressure on me to try to be um, a, a better person. Um, because ultimately I just don't want to be a jerk. I, I, I see that there's far too much, um, jerkiness in the, in the world anyways, and you really do not, you never end up getting that charismatic, um, you know, influence by, by being a jerk to somebody. Now you might, um, some people end up doing this, but that's their stick, right? We can know of very well-known people in the last few years that have done that. Um, but that's your stick and, and people sort of understand the jerkiness aspect of it and they're attracted to the jerkiness aspect of it. Um, so what I want to sort of end with is if you're thinking of doing, you know, the content creation, I would just recommend just being, just doing content creation and just like having fun with it and, and sharing things and just being yourself. Um, you don't have to worry about influence and all of that kind of stuff. Just be yourself ultimately. And then as you, um, you know, build community as you sort of are, are more part of a discussion. Um, you just be part of it and, and, you know, you start to naturally build that influence over time. So that's all I want to talk about. Take care and, uh, have a wonderful day. Thanks for everybody for listening. All right. Bye.